aliens really exist? Well, if like me, you're interested in knowing the answer, but have never seen a UFO, been abducted or been part of a secret government project, this is the place for you. Join me each week as I go on a quest to find the truth about little green men, debunking and exposing the fakes and frauds along the way. So let's see what we can find. There's plenty out there and some are amongst the many theories and opinions, the truth exists for those prepared to hear it. I'm Darren and this is the Alien Analysis Probecast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Alien Analysis Probecast, a podcast where I analyse and probe the world of extraterrestrials. So to start this week, I um, was listening to a, a Twitter space on Sunday morning, that's uh, obviously Sunday morning European time for you guys in America, that would have been Saturday night, and the guest speaker on this particular space was a guy called Patrick Jackson, who is a, a British author of a book called Quantum Paranormal. And although sometimes I do go into spaces and very quickly come back out again, this one really did catch my interest because it's a, a subject that I've considered before and one I'm actually planning on doing a whole episode on which is the there is a, a huge amount of connection between the world of aliens, the world of UFOs, and the world of ghosts. You know, when we look at it, could ghosts be actually beings from another dimension, or, or vice versa? You know, when we look at a, a video, or we see something, or witness something, can we call it alien? Are we actually seeing ghostly afterlife activity now during this space event i don't know actually what you call these things but when the twitter space was uh, being done presented mr jackson brought up about orbs of light uh, and this was actually the part that really got me interested because we often within the alien community within the UFO truth-seeking community talk about orbs of light. I've criticised a number of videos out there that show nothing but orbs of light in the sky that we call UFOs. Now, not to say that they're not UFOs, but, you know, I've often openly said, uh, is this the best we can capture with all of our technology? With the fact that Every smartphone today has a, a lot more capable camera on it than you would carry around as a professional 30 years ago. But the thing is, orbs of light seem to be quite a, a connecting factor to both uh, things. The world of aliens, the world of ghosts. And I've often wondered, and I've questioned this for a long time, is there a connection? It's hard to say what's right, what's wrong, but, you know, aliens could be ghosts, ghosts could be aliens, or something completely different. But I just really wanted to at least bring that up, at least mention it, because it is something I'm going to be covering in, uh, let me just check. This is going to be coming up in about four or five weeks time. There's a quick shameless plug here you know do hit that subscribe button so you will get notified when the episode goes live in about four weeks time 
Now, another thing that uh, grabbed my interest this week was, I believe, on Facebook. And it was an article of a... a basically said that an F-18 pilot had been recording UFOs on his smartphone. Now, on face value, the title was a little misleading because what the actual article is about is not just one F-18 pilot, but many pilots, many different types of aircraft and many countries have come forward or have confirmed that their pilots are capturing UFOs on their own personal smartphones. Now, to the, the one guy that turned around and commented that you would get fine texting while driving, so how do they get away with taking videos while flying a multi-billion dollar plane? Well, I kind of get your theory, but this is a, a somewhat different environment. You know, we're talking about the highly trained pilots here um, traveling in relative open space compared to you and I traveling down a, a crowded highway. But the thing for me with this particular article was the fact that once again, we are seeing huge amounts of evidence, huge number of videos and photos of UFOs coming forward. And these aren't just from the general public. This is coming forward from military professionals. And in the, you know, the case of this particular story, you know, confirmed by the Pentagon, it was said. Now, I'm a believer in UFOs. I'm a, as in, I'm a believer that uh, UFOs have a, an alien connection. Uh, not all of them. You know, I think there's a lot out there that is uh, explainable. Whether it be from natural phenomenon, uh, secret government technology, or something else. But I don't believe they're all alien. You know, I don't believe in this black and white. You know, everything that's unexplained is a UFO. And that's quite important, is that the word unexplained literally just means that. that we don't have an explanation for it, not that it's alien. UFO is unidentified flying object by pure definition it's uh, an object that is flying that we can't identify yeah okay so we've got the other thing which is uap unidentified aerial phenomenon but you know the same thing again it's just something flying that we can't identify now while i'm talking about uaps or at least the title uaps i don't know if i've mentioned this but i will use the word ufo I see no point in creating a, another label, creating UAP as a separate label. What's wrong with UFO? All right, so when people hear UFO, they think of flying saucers and little green men. But just educate people. Stop allowing people to, or, or should I say stop allowing the media to turn everything that's a UFO into alien. It's just not the case. But, but look, you know, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here again. I'm not interested in the, the title UAP. I don't care. You know, use it for all you want. But for me, it's just adding another fucking title on top of a pretty damn good title in the first place. But look, you know, UFOs. So these people, these pilots are capturing UFOs. 
you know, both on their personal smartphones and as we know through the the equipment, the the radar, the monitoring stuff they have built into the aeroplanes. And that I find highly interesting because although I say and, and had said quite a number of times that a lot of what is put forward as evidence of UFOs, of potential alien visitors, is at best um, a, a stretch of reality, a stretch of our imagination, and obviously at the very worst, just someone outright lying. What we're talking about here is professional pilots capturing stuff with cameras, radar, and other technology that they have on board the planes that they can't explain. But you see, it's not just the visual side they can't explain. It's actually the the capabilities of these things. Capabilities that, as far as I'm aware, from what I've read, we humans don't have the the ability to copy. You know, a, a UFO dropping 30,000 feet in a fraction of a second, making manoeuvres, turns that are just, according to science, completely impossible. You know, you, you quite often hear that uh, the manoeuvres these UFOs are making, the turns, for example... The G-force generated by the sharpness, the speed in which they turn, we're told would literally crush a human being. You would end up being uh, some kind of fucking pancake on on the wall of the UFO. But this is where it gets uh, quite interesting and quite difficult to wrap your head around because, yes, science says these manoeuvres, what these things are doing is impossible. But if they are actually making these manoeuvres, then these manoeuvres are possible. Science has, once again, unfortunately got it wrong. And this is the problem with science, is that with any scientific uh, environment, there are a set of predefined rules that the scientists must and should at all times follow. And this leads scientists to quite often in my opinion, makes some pretty crap conclusions. Because if something doesn't automatically fit into their remit, they quite often, for want of a better way of putting it, shoehorn the bloody thing in. Which really doesn't help. I mean, when you talk about uh, UFOs literally dropping 30,000 feet in, in a fraction of a second... Within these scenarios, I've found it quite normal for scientists to say that it didn't happen. That, I don't know, I've heard things like the the equipment must have malfunctioned. There must have been a failure in the equipment. I've heard it put down to optical illusions and all kinds of theories that basically say this never happened. That the UFO never dropped 30,000 feet. Well, that's fucking useless because at the end of the day shouldn't we be looking at this and turning around and asking the question how although equipment failure is a possibility surely we should be looking at all possibilities surely we should be considering that that thing has dropped thirty thousand feet in less than a second so how is that possible is it because science has got it all wrong and you know 
I've used the the gravity example before, that gravity is not a proven thing, it's just a theory. Have we got all this wrong? Are we just doing 2 plus 2 and coming up with 38? Or is there technology that the owner of this UFO has that allows it to make those manoeuvres? Or maybe it just doesn't need to to follow the rules because at the end of the day you know almost going back to mr jackson's uh, theory these ufos that can pull these maneuvers off are just some kind of paranormal being some uh, some kind of ghost or maybe some form of other dimensional being that is light doesn't need an actual spaceship and doesn't apply to the rules of science as we know them now, according to the US, of course, we have to consider that they may be Russian or Chinese. Some kind of advanced tech they have created to invade American airspace and threaten its people. Well, to that I say, hold the fuck on. Don't be so quick to start pointing fingers at your fellow human beings. Yeah, I mean, Russia, China could have created some kind of advanced drone or something capable of doing this, but honestly, I, I, I can't get behind that theory. We're talking about a massive step forward here, a huge step forward here. You know, you're talking about a, a craft, a, a drone that is basically capable of breaking the known laws of physics. And that's not something I think they would be capable of achieving without the rest of the world at least knowing or having an idea of it. So no, I don't believe the Russians or the Chinese or any other nation around the world has got this technology. I don't think we're there yet. The only possibility for a nation to have got this far is, in my opinion, with alien help, with alien influence. And if the aliens are siding with particularly the likes of Russia at the moment, God help us all. So I think the more likely answer to this is that it is extraterrestrial in origin. I've said it before and I'll say it again. To me, I think aliens are keeping an eye on us, observing and watching what we do to ensure that we don't end up posing a threat to the rest of the universe. So for our militaries to to witness what could be seen as alien drones makes a lot of sense. Could they be? I believe so. Just drones sent by a, a civilization from another planet to, to monitor, view and see what we're up to. I, I think so. I think that's what's going on here, but... As always, I remain open to being wrong and to have my opinion change, but we'll see what happens. So the big thing I want to talk about this week is the lies, the deceit, the misinformation within the alien UFO world. We all know that this environment is full of conspiracy theories and being blunt, I can understand fucking why because everybody feels like we're being lied to and before i go ahead and say what i'm about to say in some instances we are but for me i think uh, a lot of the time 
we're not. And I know that's going to sound strange, but I think when you get into this environment, when you get into any subject and you become a, a strong believer, you tend to see a lie in anything that doesn't agree with your theory, which leads on to us creating these conspiracy theories around things that are just not lies in the first place. But the real question is, are we actually being lied to in any extent? Well, for me, yes. There are times, there are instances where I honestly believe that we're being lied to. There are also times where I believe we're not given all the facts or all of the information which is not being truthful. Now, I think what's... Uh, Quite a good thing to explain is my belief about governments or what I believe your government actually is. And that is that your government, your prime minister, your, your president, is they're just the client-facing individuals. While others behind the scenes hold all the power. Just consider your president as a, an anchor man on a news channel. He may be the one that, that reads the story. He may be the one that departs the information to you, but he's not the one that writes the words. That's written for him by someone else. He is just the narrator of the facts. So when your president stands up in front of you and tells you information, gives you facts about an event that's happened, whether it be within the alien environment or something completely different, all he's doing is... Reading a script, a script written by somebody else. And I strongly believe that half the time he doesn't actually know if the words he's saying are real, are the truth. I know that sounds completely mad, but I honestly believe that our presidents, our prime ministers read these things with no real grounding to know if what they're saying is misleading in any way you know that they have to rely on information being given to them something happens some major event and they have to give a public speech within an hour or two there is no way you're telling me they've got time to individually confirm and verify the information so like i said just think of them like anchormen they read the story they read the information while others create the story. Sometimes real, sometimes fake. But this is the thing. The whole presidential political system is just uh, a face, a front. It's all about smoke and mirrors again. Just think about a democratic election. You believe you have a choice. You believe you choose who rules your country. Well, do you really? Because, by definition, if you're allowed to choose who runs your country, shouldn't you be allowed to choose anybody? Yeah, the reality is you're given two, or in some cases three, pre-selected candidates. These candidates aren't selected by you. They're selected by some other people behind the scenes and, and put forward to you as the person that you have the ability to vote for if you wish. And then we have the fact that what we're actually voting for is Mr. Nice Guy, as I call it. 
Very few people, and this is not anybody's fault, this is an encouraged and trained behaviour, vote for someone based upon their ability to run a country. They vote for them because they seem like a nice guy, a nice family man, fit into a box that we, the general public, have been trained to accept is the right box for a president or prime minister to be within. I'm sorry, but... I don't want my Prime Minister, my President, to be a nice guy. I don't give a fuck whether he's had an affair or wears a nice suit or or whatever. It's totally irrelevant. He can be the biggest arsehole in the world as far as I'm concerned, as long as he knows how to run a country. Now, I'm not even going to get into whether or not President Trump achieved anything of any good while he was in office. I'm not completely au fait with the general day-to-day life in the US. I'm British by birth. I live in Spain. But the reality is, is that President Trump's uh, ability to, to run his country, to do his job, should not be based on whether or not he's a nice guy, because he's not. He's a complete fucking arsehole. But at the end of the day... Being a complete fucking arsehole is probably what you need. We need people that are prepared to make those tough decisions, make those hard calls and get things done without worrying about what people think about them. And I know this probably sounds a bit contradictory, having just said that all these presidents and prime ministers are just front-facing puppets, but the thing is, is this is what I'm saying they should be just people really good at running a country the fact that you are encouraged to vote for them based upon a a predefined set of nice guy rules just strengthens my my theory that this is all just smoke and mirrors these people are given a a never-ending list of things to put forward as part of their campaign They, they make promises and promises that half the bloody time they don't even need to keep you know you vote somebody into power because uh, they promise they're going to reduce unemployment by x amount they're going to reduce the national debt by this or do that and nine times out of ten they just don't achieve it yeah we don't sack them for it we don't do anything about it what we do is we complain we bitch and we moan and life carries on as normal It's just us falling into the trap of this show, this illusion of choice. And that's the thing, is that, like I said, you're given some pre-selected candidates to choose from. And you pick one or the other and you feel great and empowered when the one you wanted makes it into office. Yeah, when the one that you didn't want makes it in, you feel pissed off and aggrieved. But the reality is, is behind the scenes, behind all of this carry-on, nothing ever changes. The power, the control of your country never actually changes hands. The people behind the scenes, wielding the power, writing the story, giving that story to your new anchorman, remain the same. But we never see it. We never say anything, because at the end of the day, while we believe that we are the ones making the choice, and we're in control 
we don't blame those, the people in power. We just blame each other. Our president, our prime minister is not achieving what he promised. It's your fault. You voted him in. I wanted the other guy. Well, like I said, wake up. Because at the end of the day, you're not making any choice. You're selecting one of two pre-selected candidates. And I know in some countries, uh, like in the UK, anybody can run for prime minister. But let's just use the American 2020 campaigns as an example. I believe Trump's campaign alone cost 14 billion. Think about that. Who the hell has got 14 fucking billion to say they want to be president? Nobody. Not even these people. Not, not even the people you're voting for have got this type of money spare just to advertise their services. So what you end up with is they've got to find it from somewhere. Well... In reality, and unfortunately, it comes from the businesses. It comes from political donations from those that stand to gain or lose. And what this means is, is that your president, the guy that you voted in, and his entire party are financially liable, financially beholden to the businesses. So when some major corporation wants to dump, I don't know, a load of toxic waste and cause a natural disaster, it becomes very hard for a president, a prime minister to say no to these people. Because being blunt, they owe the money and a lot of it. And it's money that they don't need to pay back. Let me just make that one thing clear. These are donations. They're not designed to be paid back, well, at least not in physical cash, physical money. The way they're paid back is by basically doing as you're told. But my point, the point of what I'm saying here is that when I speak about governments, I use this in a, a generic way. The same with they. I, I quite often use the word they. And this is just a, to me, a generic term I use to describe the power, those in power, those that control information. So that is basically whoever it is in control of all of this. And do they lie to us? Well, yes. Because the they are power hungry, power mad. There's a reason we have a saying that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely because it's true even in the, the simplest of situations within a work environment you give somebody a bit of power and it literally goes to their head and starts sending them mad they wield it like a weapon like some form of control over other people so imagine what it would be like if you had control of the world had control of the entire global population you'd probably be completely fucking insane and this is where for me the real problem comes in when it comes to finding the truth understanding the realities about aliens ufos etc because the true power on this planet the true power of society is information it's not money it's not being in a position of power it's not being your president and for a lot of people holding information, knowing stuff and not sharing it, 
gives them, or they feel it gives them power, power over their fellow human beings. I knew a gentleman once that was within a business environment and he would actively say to me that he felt his worth as an individual, that his value as a consultant to other businesses was in the fact he had information that he didn't depart. He gave away as little as possible and that created a fear within him. And I know he wouldn't like me saying this, but it created the fear that if he gave away all information, he would no longer have the power, no longer have the power to charge what he used to charge for his services and potentially have no power to provide any form of service whatsoever. So you now bring the attitude into the world of aliens, into the world of those that hold all the, the control and power over the globe. You can see why they would want to keep this information or keep information regarding to aliens and UFOs very much secret because once we know once we the general public have disclosure it's done they no longer hold the power of this information and once those doors are open then it all becomes public knowledge technology would start to find its way into our hands information some realities around the universe may find their way into our hands and if they are what I believe they are. It could cause a lot of problems for those in power. I strongly believe that aliens, uh, extraterrestrial visitors, could provide us with a better way of living, could provide this planet with a way of us all living in harmony. I know what that sounds like. And at the end of the day, you know, hand on heart, I am a bit of a for want of a better way of putting it, a hippier art, love to all in that. But could you imagine what that means to those wanting to maintain control of us? And I think it's that fear, that fear of loss of control causes them to restrict information. Because if they tell us one thing, they might be forced to tell us it all. And it doesn't just stop there. I mean, you've just got to look at numerous things throughout history that, to me and to many people, just don't make sense. There are gaps. There are clearly things, things called upas, out-of-place artifacts that tell us we've got something wrong or science has got something wrong. That the information we're being taught and our children are being taught in school is not correct. And all these lies or incorrect facts, to me, seem to connect. I think there's a a single, solitary reason or source for all of this. And I think it's a source they want to keep quiet and keep secret, or those in power do. And my belief is that this source, this solitary source, is alien, is pins from another planet. But whatever it is, we're lied to the truth is being kept from us in one form or another and to make matters worse we the general public and i mean that in the sense of just the general population i know some of us heavily believe in aliens and extraterrestrial visitors etc but as a general rule of thumb most people i don't know how to explain this refuse to accept that they, the government or 
those in control are lying to us. I don't know if this is driven by fear or or what, but it feels to me that it doesn't matter how much proof, how much evidence is put in front of some people, they will refuse to accept that they're being lied to. And and a great example of this actually happened to me about seven years ago. I was in a meeting with a very large high street uh, shopping chain. This was in my old career back in the UK. And without going into a great deal of detail, during this meeting, they discussed plans that would need to be put in place due to the outcome of Brexit. That because the UK were leaving the EU, all department heads, etc., would need to take actions to counter out what this meant to the company. But the freaky thing about this was that this was 12 months before the general public were due to vote. Now, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theory side of this. I don't know whether the directors of this company knew the outcome. I don't, I'm not even going to try and suggest that the outcome was predefined, whether we were being manipulated, the British public were being manipulated into voting to leave, or they were just going to manufacture the result to be leave regardless. I, I'm not going to get into that. But the important fact, uh, the important part of this situation was what happened afterwards. Because it wasn't just myself from my company that was in this meeting. I was with a colleague at the time. And when we left, I turned around and said to him, basically, what the fuck is going on? How do they know the outcome of the Brexit vote? We've not even done it yet. And I was completely shocked when he turned around and went, what are we talking about? What are we talking about the Brexit vote for? And I went on to explain, I said, look, in the meeting, you you were there. They said they were going to put the following things in place because the outcome of the Brexit vote was going to be to leave. And he continued, basically just denying it was ever said. Now, let me just explain one thing. I did not misread the situation. This is not uh, the conspiracy theorist, crazy alien believer in me seeing a situation in something here. The words were clear. As far as they were concerned, the UK was leaving the EU and things, uh, changes need to be made to, to deal with this. But despite what was said, my colleague just refused to accept what he must have heard. It was bizarre. It was like this robotic pre-programmed reaction of denial. I don't know if denial is right. It's almost like a built-in reaction to ignore things. I do feel sometimes you could literally stick a, a little green man alien directly in front of somebody's fucking eyes and they would still look through them and say, what are you talking about? And again, I don't know. I don't know if this is fear-driven or what it is, but there is definitely something that I don't completely understand that creates or makes a lot of people subconsciously fight against anything that's not normal to ignore it to pretend it don't exist I don't get it I'm still very much even though you know I've been experiencing this for 20 30 years I just 
don't understand exactly why this happens. But my point, the reason for all this rambling on about these things is that the control of information comes in several formats. There's a direct control of not telling us, but there's also the, the internal trained response controls where, as a general rule of thumb, a lot of people refuse to hear the facts. For every one of us, the believes we are being visited by a race from another planet there's probably 20 or 30 that say we're mad say say we're fucking nutcases and while this continues while this closed-minded attitude of it's not possible continues we're going to find it very hard to get to the truth you know we talk about UAP disclosure well like I said it's nothing that's going to happen or at least nothing that's going to happen anytime soon it's going to take something massive something huge to force a situation to happen because like I said once once they admit then everything is up for grabs and potentially what we're talking about here is that we could have access to some very advanced technology, weapons, etc. Stuff that can create huge amounts of profit, huge amounts of power and control for those looking for it, those seeking it. So forget about disclosure. It's not going to happen. The information we're looking for is just too valuable. So they'll just keep drip feeding the same load of fucking rubbish giving us pointless bits of information and crappy videos and photos that don't tell us anything and the problem is is they will also get the backing and support of quite a large proportion of the population even with the the recent congressional hearing regarding uaps i am seeing numerous news articles starting to come out regarding the cost of this the cost of the general public the cost to you and me And that is purely designed to get people to say enough's enough. Stop spending my fucking money on pointless alien nonsense. And it's that division that really strengthens uh, their hold on the information because everybody has a side. Everybody has a belief and nobody wants to be wrong. I've been very open by saying that. I think a lot of the things that divide us as human beings are encouraged behaviours. I know this is probably not a popular thing for me to say, but I think a lot of the times, you know, things like racism and religious prejudices are encouraged behaviours to keep us divided. Because a divided public is a, a weak public and a public easier to control. Again, just making it easier and easier for them to maintain the information, to hide the stuff, to not give us disclosure. But I really couldn't discuss this subject without at least getting into my love-hate relationship with social media and YouTube. I, like many, I have social media accounts. I watch YouTube. A lot of what I've learned over the years, I've learned from YouTube. You know, I've built half of my house or refurbished half of my house based on information found from social media and YouTube. But where my issue comes in is this culture of 
sensationalism for popularity, lies for clicks and likes. I just don't agree with it. I was going to say I, I don't understand, but I understand why it happens. I just don't agree with it. You know, at the end of the day, these people can get their five minutes of fame and potentially for some make a lot of money. So it becomes almost uh, easy for them to expand the truth, give a little bits of uh, false information or ignore facts that portray the story in a, a different way, the correct way in order to get likes, get views, get popularity, fame and money. And when you throw all of this together, you know, know, social media, the division, just the general lack of desire to depart information, those in power, they don't need to do all that much. Yes, I believe they do lie to us. And yes, I think they have um, the potential to pretty much do whatever it takes to maintain control of information. To not tell us the truth about aliens, about creatures on other planets. Do I think they know what UFOs are? I think some they do, some they don't. I don't think they are in possession of all the facts. But I think they know a lot more than they tell us. But I don't think they have to lie quite as much as some people would say. Because we do a lot of the work for them. We fight amongst ourselves, we remain divided, and we lie to each other for popularity. And why that continues, why we allow ourselves to be manipulated into lying for money, and continue to fit ourselves within this uh, system of designed intolerance, we will never unite, and we'll never actually be capable of making change, of getting to the truth. But the last thing I want to just quickly cover before I bring this episode to a close is what is all this worth? You know, I'm talking about the fact that they're holding information, that they're controlling what we, the general public, know. But what is this worth to them? Well, potentially more wealth than this planet has, to be blunt with you. I don't know how else to put this, but... You're talking about beings from another planet having the tech to travel to Earth, covering thousands, if not billions of light years. And if we suddenly had this tech, it would literally propel us so far ahead. The financial benefit to any company, country, individual or group of individuals that has control of this is huge. Because you're not just talking about the value of the tech here. Well, you know, you're not talking about the value of, say, something like a teleportation device or something. But if we've got the ability or alien visitors give us the ability to travel to other planets, I'm sure countries, organisations have considered what this means, that we could lay claim to other planets and in turn profit from the resources, the the items of wealth, the, the gems, or whatever is available on that planet for their own benefit. Think about it. You know, we've already heard that 
there's some race going on at the moment to try and land on asteroids that have got quintillion dollars worth of stuff on them. You know, countries are currently trying to lay claim to other planets and universal bodies. So, of course, they're going to be thinking about, you know, if aliens give us technology to travel to another planet, what they might be actually able of gaining from it. So, if I'm asking myself the question, what is all this worth financially? Everything. It's just ridiculous, the sort of money, the level of money we're talking about here. So, I've called this episode, True Lies About Aliens Are A Lie, It's True. And the reason was simple. There is a huge amount of misinformation out there. Some deliberately put out by them or the governments. And others created from within our very own environment, our very own community, likes and popularity. So lies become truth and truth become lies. And it all just gets very confusing and very difficult. And this is why for me it's just as important to debunk the rubbish as it is to find the truth. We can't get to the truth if it's buried beneath a pile of fucking shit. But look, I'm running out of time for this week. I'm going to call it there. I'd like to thank you all for listening and please do hit that subscribe button for me. It really does help. And as always, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Until then, I'm Darren and this is... The Alien Analysis Probecast. <laughs>